you can have a passion. Mm -hmm. You could have even something, a mission that you want to serve. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the revenue and funds to serve it, mm -hmm. then you're going to have challenges really making the impact and reaching your full potential. I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, small business advanced tax planning and compliance extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Uh, today, we're going to welcome to the podcast, Kenny Harper. Kenny is the CEO of Growth Amplifiers and a marketing growth advisor. Penny, Penny works with small business owners to achieve more freedom and fulfillment by increasing business profitability through implementing proven systems and effective strategies. Welcome. Thank you for having me and for the opportunity to shine some light and have some fun with you. Yeah, actually, I hopped onto your podcast and I was like, I'm right on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So did, cool deal. Because we, we did an episode on your podcast couple months like a month or so ago mm -hmm. um and it went up like a week or two ago so that was fun I was like hey that's me <laughs> <laughs> I know that person I know I still am not used to having my face everywhere um <laughs> it's one of those things I'm still getting used to um but we'll see we'll see how that goes I still <laughs> think that it's it's interesting so Kenny um what was your first job my first job oh my goodness I was a bagger at a Kroger. <laughs> this is when I was living in Louisville, Kentucky. I, I was raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And if you're from Louisville, you would say Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> but uh, it was a bagger. And I was, I think, 15 at the time. And that's what I did. And I was raised in Louisville from being one until right, turn on, right when I turned 18. And then the whole family moved down to Jacksonville, Florida, which is where I'm at now. Really, really close to moving out to California with my wife. Oh, really? Um, but I, I met her right as I was getting ready to move. And I was like, I don't know if we need to move out there. And then now I've got kids and it's, it's all changed. So <laughs> where are you guys moving in California? We were going to, um, well, we were looking to go out to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, my roommate prior. Mm -hmm. We already moved out there and I was getting my, my tickets and that's when I met my wife. I was actually playing a, a gig, playing music here at Jacksonville Beach and um, one of my friends brought her friend and that ended up being the woman I'd marry. Who knew? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it's always crazy how those things happen. That's a loaded question. <laughs> I like, know. I asked you what your first job was, not your life story. <laughs> no, we're all about the life stories here. I don't know if you've realized that, but you know, yes. you've met me. You've heard yes. my life story. So uh, um, it's actually funny. My daughter crashed on the playground and they called me and they're like, yeah, so she just told me her life story. So I think she's okay. And I'm like, <laughs> yep, that's, that, that's how we do things in this world. And that's how we roll. You your <laughs> whole life story. Um, so give us the cliff notes on your career journey. So the, you know, I mentioned I played music and mm -hmm. that was actually my first passion, mm -hmm. right? Playing music. I love connecting with crowd. I have a creative mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, I feed off other people's energy. It, it lights me up. And unfortunately I did not know the business side of 
you know, how to take your passion and turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. I hadn't learned that yet. I just learned how to play music. So I kind of ran into a wall with that, but I did find uh, marketing in multimedia mm-hmm. that you could use your creative mind in other ways. Mm-hmm. And which so ended up shifting my brilliance into another realm mm-hmm. and went to school for marketing and multimedia and graduated and started working at different design boutiques, web design boutiques, advertising agencies. And I really just really loved what I did, connecting with other businesses, helping them grow. But at the time I was working on like really large accounts, which was kind of cool. Uh, I worked on a project for Barbie, uh, which was pretty fun. Some stuff for Lexus, which was pretty interesting. But, But while I loved that, what I didn't like as much was the fact that I was kind of like a cog in the, in the wheel and wasn't getting to connect with like that end user. Mm-hmm. So around that time, I started to do a little bit, bit of freelance on the side. That was encouraged in the advertising agency because it helped you sharpen your skills and you know, you're still contributing at the workplace. And I realized that I really had a, a love for connecting with the actual business owner, uh, one-to-one building that relationship and then helping them, see a different perspective, uh, mm. kind of using that creative mindset to see uh, some untapped opportunities or share different ways of amplifying a business that someone hadn't thought of before. Mm. And about 10 years ago, I kind of hit the ceiling, bonk, bonk, <laughs> at the advertising agency. And I, and I thought, hmm, I could try to get a different job, but in this market, I'm probably going to get you know, parallel, mm-hmm. I'd have to move or, or just maybe I could start my own business. And have you ever heard the, or read the E-Myth mm-hmm. by Michael Gerber? Yeah. So I, I was me, I had the entrepreneurial seizure going like, man, if these guys can do it, I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> we all do. I think we all do that. <laughs> Pulled the cord, jumped out and said, no, this is around the time where I recently met my wife, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I bought a house and had a kid on the way. And I'm like, I'm going to take my, my nice stable career mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, you know, I was getting a salary. Mm-hmm. I had vacation and I was pretty much at the top. So it was, it was, I had a mate. It was really easy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do my own thing. It's going to be so much easier and I'll make so much more money. Mm-hmm. But rewind a little bit. Remember, just a moment ago when I said I hadn't learned the side of being a business owner, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still hadn't learned that yet. <laughs> right? That's the hardest part for a lot of us. I had only learned how to take my creative skills and apply them in a different manner. Mm-hmm. And so over the past decade, I've been a strong student. You can see my library behind me, mm-hmm. or at least part, part of it, um, of really studying what business owners that are successful are doing, mm-hmm. how to work smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. how to craft a life you want to live and then mold the business around it. And it took me a little bit of time to, to get to the point to shift my career from being when I started 10 years ago as a web designer mm-hmm. to a, to a marketer, to a marketing director, directing others, and then now to an advisor strategist. 
uh, that really helps work with people to identify their bottlenecks, their blind sides, their untapped opportunity, and then really get a strategy to help them amplify. Because everyone has the opportunity to amplify, just we don't always take this step back to get fresh mm -hmm. perspective and then figure out what's the best way to do that. Yeah. So that's that's kind of been the journey. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard as I I think most business owners go through this because a lot mm -hmm. of us have worked in business. So it's like, oh, we know, you know, we know how to do business, right? And then we get into our own business and we're like, we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> um, because we don't, we know how to be technicians usually for employees or whatever. Um, you know, I've worked with tons of small businesses and then I opened my own business and I was like, oh, this is totally different than I thought. Mm -hmm. um, Some things I don't know that I didn't even know I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know. Right. Um, you know, and I love, and I love that you say, you know, it was like a 10 year journey. Like this is how long it takes my friends. Like, I'm in year eight, I think, of my business. And I think we've finally figured it out. <laughs> or it's like we're closer, right? Right. I'm not doing a thousand tax returns. I'm not taking on every client that wants a tax return done. Like we've made progress. Um, but there's, you know, having that goal-based business of like, what kind of life do I want? Mm -hmm. It's a hard transition from, I'm really good at making websites or I'm really good at doing tax returns or, you know, whatever it is that, you were really good at doing as an employee. Um, I love that you said, oh, I had this going on and this going on. And I pulled the ripcord because I did the same thing. We were actually in the middle of buying houses. Like I had, we had sold our house and we were living with my mom when I quit my job. I was like, I'm going out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, like, well, it's really maybe easy. We'll just live here for a while. <laughs> my mom's like, how long are you staying though? Um, I love you guys, but how long are you staying? It was all of us. It was all four of us. Kids and the dog and the, I had little people too. So your, um, your focus is on helping business owners improve their profits. Um, and you have a five pillar strategy. Um, and I want to talk about this because obviously I think you and I could probably riff on this for a while. So let's what is this? Why are profits important? And how and what are those five strategies? All right. So before we get, get into that, I'll just mm -hmm. point this thing out because it's it's important. Because okay. some people hear profits and they're like, oh, you know, money is not my driver. It's not the most important thing. And I personally agree. That's not my driver either. Mm -hmm. But I've learned and I kind of already shared two points earlier in this story that you can have a passion Mm -hmm. You could have even something, a mission that you want to serve. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the revenue and funds to serve it, mm -hmm. then you're going to have challenges really making the impact and reaching your full potential. Yeah. The money mindset thing about it's not about money. Well, you can't move forward if you don't have money. You can't properly exchange your energy without exchanging it for money. So um, you, and, that, you know, I really like that reframe of like money is energy mm -hmm. and you if you're not exchanging for energy, you're not, you're going to burn out and you can't go anywhere. Right. So even if, even if we have you know, like a nonprofit, that's like, you know, our, our thing isn't about money. It's about serving our mission. Mm -hmm. Well, you still need, you need, you need the mission. money to do that. Yeah. You can't report it on your, on your taxes mm -hmm. uh, as a business profit, but you still need money to get things done. So it, 
that's one thing I just want people to understand. You know, my, my family uh, is, is one of my biggest whys, mm -hmm. but then also connecting with other people that had a passion, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they want to shine out and do something positive. But if they don't learn the business side, how to be more effective, mm -hmm. either A, they're, they're going to be limited or, or B, they, unfortunately, a lot of them just fail after a while. Mm -hmm. Get tired of beating their head into the wall. It's not working out. They don't learn the things that they need to know. And before you know, they have that challenge. Mm -hmm. um, some people are on the surface, on the outside. Maybe they look like they have a really successful business, but mm -hmm. they're working 60, 70 hours a week. They're mm -hmm. stressed out. They're not really enjoying themselves. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I mean, I work in the accounting industry. 80% of firms are, or 80% of practitioners are going to die at their desk. Um, you know, I've been talking about this a lot lately because I'm watching the burnout happen in real time in these forums. Mm. Um, and it has to stop. Mm. There's a reason we can't get, we can't hire accountants. There's a reason people do not want to be in this industry. <laughs> it has to stop. Um, we have to, we have to change our focus. Um, you know, I know that's happening in a lot of industries, but the accounting industry in particular, obviously is the one I'm in. Right. And it's but, a parallel. We're, we kind of have a parallel universe where, you know, my world, mm -hmm. a lot of things were being automated. Mm -hmm. um, back when I started doing web design mm -hmm. 15 years ago, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, you needed to have specialized knowledge. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to do coding. You need to have the right software. Yeah. Uh, you, you need to really know your craft to create really nice websites. Mm -hmm. Now you need to know how to click a button. Yeah. And the right button, though. <laughs> yeah, the, the right button. There is a little bit more um, yeah. to, to get some strategy behind it, but it's, it's far more easy mm -hmm. uh, for someone to kind of create their own thing. And, and the same is happening in a lot of other industries. Oh, yeah. It's totally happening in our industry. So, yeah. So it's, it's changing how we need to show up. That's totally true. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to... To, to, you know, because a lot of people are really just putting out as many tax returns as they can. And that's how they make their money. But they also work 80 hour weeks and don't take weekends and are working 10 hour days, which I physically can't do. So, um, and refuse to do, but I'm very worried. About <laughs> I, I, some, I know some lovely people, mm -hmm. lovely people that have a great heart. They actually do a really good job, mm -hmm. but I can just see that some of the gaps and mistakes that they're making, they're working harder, not smarter. And that's what we're going to be talking about as we step into this conversation. It's how to increase your bottom line mm -hmm. without spending hordes of time or money working smarter, not harder. I love it. It's my, it's my mantra. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find myself looking, working harder and I'm like, no, smarter. What is the thing that has to stop? Yeah. So this, so if you're, tuning in or you know watching this on a replay i want you to do yourself a solid and consider getting some paper getting something to write down a couple notes i'm in my right here <laughs> taking some take some notes mm -hmm. and then take some action oh yeah always um, action 100% confident that if you put a little bit of time and just implement one of these ideas that we'll be talking about 
it will change and transform what's possible for you. I'm uber confident about that. All about the actionable strategies. Let's, let's roll. All right. So again, businesses, business, business owners, entrepreneurs, they work really hard in their business. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes we get, we all get tunnel vision on what we're doing and what would be more efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault. They've got a no. lot of things to do. We do. We have so many things to do. <laughs> we have to go, we have to wear a lot of hats and, like I mentioned earlier on my journey, sometimes we just haven't even gained the knowledge or the awareness of what we could be doing in other areas. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even if you are trained, again, we, we just get blind sides when you're doing working, you're focusing, you can't see everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's critical to have an outside expert look at other areas of your business. You know, a good accountant, right. Mm-hmm. Can help you see, things in your numbers that you may not even be aware of. Uh, a marketing advisor like myself may help be able to see things that maybe you've hired a great marketing company or have a good, in good internal marketing team, mm-hmm. but they may be working in the wrong area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want you to just consider for a moment that all successful people, whether they're champions, winning teams, top fortune 500 companies, have coaches and advisors mm-hmm. to help them achieve their full potential. That's my, it's my number one. <laughs> there, there's a myth, I mean, right? There's, there's no, there's nothing that's changed my business more than having people call me on my shit. <laughs> right? You know, like, I would say we don't see our own shit. Right. Or a lot of the time I do see my own shit and they'll keep me actionable on changing them. Right. So like you have to have those outside eyes. It's so, 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 so important. We just don't see our own stuff. And we, we can easily give ourselves passes. Mm-hmm. We have the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I know a lot of great people, but we can even easily just start sliding ourselves a little bit. And the myth is I need to be challenged or be in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. or have something wrong mm-hmm. before I'm going to reach out and potentially get fresh perspective. So when I first started, you know, my business, I didn't think I was far enough along to get a coach. That doesn't mean it makes sense now when I'm saying it. <laughs> right. I love that. Uh, but then I, I ended up doing it because I had a cousin who had a successful business and I, he was like, Hey, I'm in this coaching program. It's really helpful. So I said, okay, I'm going to, check it out. And turns out if I didn't, I probably would have been one of the statistics mm-hmm. that would have failed because I didn't know what I didn't know. Same. Fast forward until just even a few years ago. Now I had the flip side. I'm like, now I know more. <laughs> now I know I know this stuff. I don't need to coach at this point. Yeah. But someone called my card on that and um, they, they helped me to see like even coaches have coaches even advisors have coaches successful people have outside perspective to help challenge them help them see their blind sides and help them move forward faster more efficient and more effective so this isn't about me trying to talk about oh you need you need me 
this is just about the concept of you need someone, right? <laughs> uh, you need outside fresh perspective mm-hmm. if you want to achieve your full potential. So that's a little bit of framing as well. Now, what we're going to get into now really goes into the 80-20 rule mm-hmm. that you get 80% of the results that you take or 80% of the results that you achieve by 20% of the actions that you take on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. This is the Pareto principle and it has been discovered. It shows up in nature. It shows up in business. It shows up in life. It just happens to be that way. Now, key concept is, is once you can identify what the 20% is, you could put more focus and attention on the 20%, helping you achieve even more. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the whirlwind of a business, right, it's really easy to get caught up in the whirlwind, the -hmm. things that have to be done and not put focus on the 20%. What we're going to talk about is the 20% that if you put focus on it, will amplify your business exponentially, working more efficiently and effectively, working smarter, not harder. Love it. So that's why we're talking about it, why I said grab a pen, grab, grab some paper, and, and take some notes here. All right, so the 20% that drives business profits can be found in the profit growth formula. Five drivers that have increased by a small percentage, little tweaks, little adjustments, can have a huge impact on the bottom line. Some people think if they're trying to double their profitability, they need to double their sales, which means they need to double their expenses, which means they need to double the size of their business. That's working harder, not smarter. Mm-hmm. By focusing on adjusting these five profit drivers, I've seen companies basically work less, have less clients, and be more profitable and have more time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. But when you work the numbers, when you calculate success, it's all possible. Mm -hmm. So let's get in to the five profit drivers. Profit driver number one. Well, let me frame that. So the first stage is if you want to grow the size of your customer base, right? Right. You want to grow the size of your customer base. You're going to be looking at two metrics. The first one. Mm-hmm. is the number of leads or referrals that are coming into the business. You may have them coming organically. You may market to get more leads or referrals, mm-hmm. but that's the first driver. Okay. I'm just getting a sense of how many are coming in on a regular basis. Part two of growing the size of your customer base is the percentage of leads that turn into sales. It makes sense. If you have leads coming in, that's great. But if they're not converting into customers, then you've got an issue. So when you can, Our conversion rate. Right? The conversion rate, the, the sales conversion rate. When you can increase the number of leads coming in and increase the conversion rate, boom, you're going to have more customers. I love it. Right? So now. That was you simple. Have, right? Simple. Now, if you already have customers, if you already have customers in your business, then perhaps then you want to be thinking about growing the value of your customer base. Mm -hmm. And this isn't about, you know, just doing it for your own benefit. 
If you provide a value, a valuable service or a valuable product to your customer base, then by providing them more, you're also going to get more. Mm -hmm. The two metrics we look at here are the average dollar per tra sales transaction mm -hmm. and the average number of sales per customer. So sometimes people get caught up here and, and be like, well, my sales transactions are all over the place. I sell some things for $50, I sell some things for 5,000. And that's why we could say, you could still calculate the average. Just the average, take right? the totals divided by the totals. It's not I've got some people that do one sale a year and, and some people that do you know, 20. Mm -hmm. Still can get an average, all right? So then those are the, the next two metrics. Mm-hmm. Now, when you times how many customers you have times the average uh, number of sales per transaction, oops, number of sales transaction and average dollar per transaction, mm -hmm. that's going to be the revenue that your business can generate. Yep. All right. So this is basic math, really simple stuff. Average dollars times average number of sales, right? Now, at the end of, at the, end of the day, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you get to right? So we've got to look at the profit margin. We've got to look at the profit margin and think about how we can improve that. I unfortunately have run into many businesses, and I think I was one of them at one point, mm -hmm. that was so focused on making sales and, and revenue, didn't mm -hmm. really look at the profits that are happening in the business. Mm -hmm. And you can be working really hard uh, and really sometimes even be going backwards. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that show uh, Restaurant Impossible. No, okay. It's a really cool show. Robert Irvine goes into you know these failing mm -hmm. restaurants. Restaurants are hard businesses to run. They're and really hard to be profitable. Yeah, and they're even harder to be profitable when they're selling items that cost them more money than they're taking in. And he'll discover that. So, so if you're selling something for twenty dollars that costs you twenty five to make, you're losing money every time you make a sale. Mm -hmm. In some cases in business, there may be a need for doing that. In a restaurant, probably not. Unless you're doing like an appetizer to get people in the door or something of that nature. Happy hours. But you definitely would want to be aware <laughs> that you're doing it. You okay. want to know that your last leaders are last leaders. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, so, um, so now we have the five points. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we have number of leads, the sales conversion rate, mm -hmm. the average number of sales per customer, the average dollar sale per transaction, and the profit margin. These numbers are the 20% that if you improve them even by a small percentage, they'll have an exponential impact on the bottom line. Yep. So really easy. And, and some people will hear this and say, yeah, that's kind of math. That's kind of how business works. <laughs> but here's, here's the test, okay? Because now we've got to put it into action. Mm -hmm. And here's some things that really block people from getting the most value of this concept in the first place. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, yeah, I know this already, <laughs> right? Who's, mm -hmm. Who says that in a family? Who's the quintessential person who gets... I know this. I know it. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. The two-year-old? 
<laughs> the two-year-old, the teenager, the kids, right? Right. It doesn't matter what you know. It matters the actions that you're taking. And more importantly, the results. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting the result that you want, it doesn't matter what you know. You have a gap. Mm-hmm. And, and details matter. So if you're not implementing something to its full power, then you're missing the full opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, another blocker that can pr- prevent people here is they'll work, they don't have time to work on their business. They're too busy mm-hmm. to be working on their business because they're working in it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've, you've had this conversation before. <laughs> I, I know you have. You're very sharp uh, you know, once or, once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Um, I'm going to be a hundred percent. I don't read business books. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this on podcast all the time. I can't, I just physically can't read them. Um, I listen to them, but I know, okay. I, I know of that book actually it's on, it's on the shelf with a lot of other ones. Okay. Um, so S- Stephen Covey, uh, okay. seven habits of highly effective people. The last one is sharpen the saw number seven. Mm-hmm. And the, the real quick story is there's a guy He's frantically trying to saw this tree down and he's sweating. He's just really having a hard time. Another guy walks up to him and he says, what you doing? He's like, I can't talk right now. I'm trying to saw this tree down. I'm like, it looks like you're having a hard time doing it. He's like, yeah, the, the blade's dull. He's like, why don't you sharpen the saw? He's like, I don't have time. I'm trying to saw this tree down. <laughs> yeah. Every business owner listening to this right now, cause like, physically feels that right <laughs> so it's we we're the captains of a ship we've got to make the time we got to make it a priority mm-hmm. otherwise if you don't if we don't make the time to change things mm-hmm. it'll be kind of circulating so saying you don't have time there's no better time than now mm-hmm. um i was hosting a mastermind recently and we talked about if you can't get huge blocks of time even just starting with 15 minutes the beginning of the day, see if you can make it 30 minutes. Even if it's once a week, just start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then the last but not least, we've already talked about it, so I'll jump over quickly. Um, profits aren't your focus. Again, it's not about the money here. It's about the impact that you can make, mm-hmm. whether it's to the team, whether it's to your clients, whether it's mm-hmm. to the mission you serve, whether it's to your friends, your family. Mm-hmm. We need money in order to, to make things happen. Right. Okay. So here. (laughs) So cool. Like we've even started, I've started doing this with our tax plan clients. I will provide them an ROI when their Mm -hmm. tax returns are done to let them know. Yeah. That money you spent is really goes back in your pocket. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and having like our clients like see that and have a moment, like that's the impact we have. Right. We giving them dollars. Like obviously we spend a lot of time with them. We talk to them a lot. You know, we're here, we're here to advise and help, but also like, it really is tangible dollars back in your, in your pocket. And now it's just, you know, it's like almost like Christmas. Right. right. <laughs> and the, the tangible dollars like, wow. turn into tangible things. Mm-hmm. So it's, if it's, if your family is your motivator or if your uh, your love for boating, or mm-hmm. if your um, ambition to end world hunger is your motivator, you could take that money and convert it into mm-hmm. a different form and good. So maybe if you just want to buy a mountain bike, like it doesn't have to be that deep. Right. <laughs> it doesn't have to be world hunger. It could be a mountain bike. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. My son, it's, it's a Nerf gun. It's an $80 <laughs> Nerf gun. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, all right, so here we have the five drivers. Now we got to put these ideas into action because mm -hmm. I made a quite hefty promise of how this could transform your business and change the trajectory. Well, these are the three steps we'd want to take in order to do that. Uh, step number one, you got to begin tracking these profit drivers. Mm -hmm. uh, good majority of the business owners I talk to simply aren't doing this. They may have a general idea of mm -hmm. you know what's coming in, what's going out, but if it's not actually being tracked in a scorecard that you know what the actual number is, uh, guessing isn't isn't cutting it. You got to really put forth time and effort to get the system in place to actually know where you're at. Yeah, those that average dollars per transaction was a massive. It was a major eye opener for me. Um, it created action on my side. Um, but tracking that as we go and knowing what that average dollars needs to be, um, we work on a monthly fee, so I know mm -hmm. what my uh, what my average monthly needs to be per client where I want to go. Um, and that's all I really have to focus on. Mm -hmm. Like that's all you have to know is what does that average dollar seem to be? And what are the ways we can get there for clients? There you go. Right. It's so huge. it's huge. So would it be worth, um, would it be worth it if you can improve your bottom line simply by making this a priority? Because you can a majority of businesses that immediately start seeing improvements in the results simply just by tracking them because you put attention to something and when you put focus on, you tend to grow. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's all you did is start tracking uh, these numbers and just becoming aware of it, just like you gave an example, it, it sometimes will influence your actions right then and there. You'd be like, mm -hmm. hmm, I did not realize that. I need to make a change. Right. Well, we did a large price increase on all of our clients. Um, and it was time to do that anyway. But mm -hmm. that number was like, I know what it needs to be. How do we get there? <laughs> there you go. So that is kind of taking it to number two is mm -hmm. establishing a baseline, right? So as soon as you start saying, hey, here's where we are at now, you can then identify, all right, now we need to set a goal mm -hmm. to get to. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's improving even a little bit, even making minor, minor tweaks in a few mm -hmm. different areas can have a huge impact and help you get to that goal. But you've yeah. got to know where you're at and then you establish that baseline. So mm -hmm. then you could set a goal to improve. So that's, that's number two. Right. And the final number three, it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Take actions to improve the key metric. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. It's like, yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing already. Yeah, I, I, I do have this number. Mm -hmm. All right, do you have a goal defined? Well, um, I kind of have a goal. It's, it's in my mind. Do you have a strategy written out? Is it documented? Do you have a plan to achieve this? Mm -hmm. You're asking a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, if a company was looking to improve their sales, again, as mentioned earlier, some businesses may think, if I want to double my sales, I need to double my leads, double my work. But if they really take a step back and look at their numbers holistically, mm -hmm. you can make a few adjustments in a few key areas and increase double your revenues or your profits without having to do it the hard way. Uh, and 
it's amazing when people just will take the time to write this stuff down and then create an action plan to go from where they're at to where they want to be. It gets them making smarter choices, gets them to work smarter, not harder, be more efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. It's super simple. Mm-hmm. It may even seem like it's like, but yeah, that's, that's just how business works. But the difference is having being proactive mm-hmm. to write it down and then take new actions to get new results. Basic stuff that is extremely powerful when applied. You know, yes. but and that's and I think I know for me a lot of this was like, well, obviously, duh, mm-hmm. right? But then I took the time to sit down and do some of this stuff, and we we did a large price increase at the end of last year. We have less clients and more dollars, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it worked. Yay. <laughs> like so excited. Cause I was like, I knew it was going to work, but it was kind of like, it's kind of scary. It can be really scary, especially if you're doing kind of all at once. Um, but that's how I am. I'm like, I've decided it's going to happen. We're doing the whole, you know, the whole shebang <laughs> redo everything. Um, and it's scary, but also like the way that it worked out has made, has created a ton of time and freedom for me um, to actually grow. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, not we were we were a little stagnant there for a little bit but now i feel like i have the you know the time and the energy to you know to really help other clients you know and bring on new bring on new people so it's actually been really really good bravo similar again yeah. the parallel <laughs> you uh, when i was running the agency we got up to close to having like 10 people mm-hmm. and now there's two of us. We do have contractors we hire out. Yeah. Uh, it's me and my business partner, but mm-hmm. we're hitting revenue, uh, record revenues. Mm-hmm. Now we have more time. It's just, we're being more efficient. Mm-hmm. We actually like what we're doing. And this is, if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I, w- I would like to uh, have more freedom and fulfillment mm-hmm. in your career and, and really tap into your passion. You can mm-hmm. do this, but it takes, it takes some focus okay. and some, and maybe some new perspective to take new actions. And it, it, you know, it's a journey, right? Right. But if, if all we're doing is working in the business and continually doing the same thing we've always done, we're going to get the same results we've always had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's something that is near and dear to my heart because I run a different kind of firm mm-hmm. and I have a different kind of time and freedom than a lot of my colleagues. And, um, and I'm just like, guys, come on, the model, come on, let's do the thing. <laughs> a lot of them yeah. are like, no, we like how things are, but we're going to complain because we're exhausted and our clients don't appreciate us. And it's just like, it's going to have to be like that. You know, for me, I think I, I don't know if it's a, a, just a paradigm shift that needed to happen mm-hmm. or you know, getting to a point of like, I can't do this anymore <laughs> or, uh, but getting, seeing that it doesn't have to be the way that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the challenge that some people have is like, they're thinking, oh man, this is tiring. I can't imagine that it can work a different way. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't see how that would work. I, I know that when I started my you know, business 10 years ago, I, I couldn't, I couldn't see that. I couldn't mm-hmm. see how you could make a living without 
working as much as some other people you know, have to do, I didn't see the pathway, yeah. but then getting the outside perspective, learning some different strategies, learning some different tactics, having some different tools in the tool shed. Now I, I see things completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say, you know, to run a firm like mine, it's harder. It's harder to convert people. It's harder to, you know, get clients. It is harder because we are not providing what the status quo, like you can't just come in and get a tax return. That's how people bring clients in, but that's Mm -hmm. all they provide. Um, Like we, that's not how we work. And so it's a harder sale. It's a harder to, it's harder to explain. It's harder to get people to see the value of what we do. Mm -hmm. But when people get it um, and we get like, we're establishing those relationships with them, like their growth and our growth is exponential from there. Right. And so it is harder. And I think that's for my industry. And I think a lot of industries to take this product-based really kind of service. That's just really kind of product-based to like actual consulting based. Mm-hmm. It's scary because it's not easy to convert or to change the way you do things or to be on the kind of the front side of how the industry is doing this. Um, I say I'm an early adopter. I really am. There's been firms that have been doing this for decades, but for small firms to be doing this um, and for some of us to like really kind of change our mindsets to be our consultants, we aren't just, you know, cranking out tax returns, you know, and that's how we, you know, you know, earn our dollars from January to, to April. It's, it's hard. I'm not saying it's, it's an easy thing to do and change, um, but our impact is better the client and on our lives that that is that is it so it's like if you really want to run the triathlon you don't right. start by running the triathlon right but you you start by getting into action yeah it's a long game it has so to be. I, I know I've, again with the parallels it's like when i switched from even working at a place where maybe i was making I don't know, $30, $30 an hour in advertising agency to now as a, as a freelancer doing websites to charge $7,500 an hour seem like I can't do that. <laughs> but you find out really quickly that if you don't, you won't be able to even to <laughs> live. And then when you get into doing an advisory or a consulting, it's you're not looking at an hourly fee. You're, you're looking at the value that you provide, the transformation mm-hmm. that you can provide. Mm-hmm. but those, those shifts in thinking, it all starts with your mind as everyone says, right? Yeah. <laughs> which, which by the way, I do have an offer for listeners who are interested, maybe, maybe looking for a little bit more insights here. Mm-hmm. You can go to the URL, it's a website, mm-hmm. findmyprofits.com. We'll mm-hmm. drop it all in the description links. Findmyprofits.com. And what you'll gain from that is, our guide that kind of walks through the things that we talked about on this podcast mm-hmm. um, gives you the five profit drivers, helps you calculate success. I love it. And it's, it's really just something that you could take and maybe just get a different perspective on what you're doing, what you could be doing. Mm-hmm. And literally I've been able to help quite a few business owners have record years simply just by putting attention to the formula that we talked about in this podcast. Just paying attention to it. So simple, but not easy. Super easy. Yeah. But 
it, it, it's really powerful. So I just want to encourage anyone who's tuning in to actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I'll listen to something and say, oh, that's great. And then I get caught up in the whirlwind of you know, doing the business. Awesome. And I don't put it in action. Same. So, I have a whole list of things. Right? <laughs> you can't do everything. No. What, one thing at a time. One Maybe thing steps. at a time. So if, if you, even if you can't be like, well, tracking all my numbers will be hard. Choose one. <laughs> choose one. one. We just do and just one start with those. one. Yeah. What's the one that would have the biggest impact if you, if you can improve even by percentage? I love it. I love it so much. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing what happens when you do sit down and like pick that number. And that's what we did. We just, I was like, there's just the average dollar per month per client. That's it. The only thing I track. Mm. That's it. Huge. Um, awesome. What is the, um, what is the easiest way for people to find you? So I have my own podcast as well. Uh, you could find me on LinkedIn, which, which mm-hmm. is where I'm like, like connecting with people there. Mm-hmm. and growthamplifiers.com. You can see a little growth amplifiers back here. That's, that's my podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a website. Jamie's on there. She's I on am. the front page right now. So. I'm on the front page right now. Yeah. I, know, I hopped on and I was like, I'm on the front page. So, so that is a place you can go. And my podcast uh, focuses on how businesses can amplify their business. Mm-hmm. My background is more from the, the marketing and sales side, but again, one of the differentiations that I bring to the table is I'm, I'm looking at holistically at the number and the strategies behind that, mm-hmm. and then using the marketing as the vehicle to amplify that. To drive this. So, yeah, sometimes really good marketers, really good marketing agencies are really good at the tactic, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll sell the tactic, mm-hmm. which may be really good, but it's not always what the best solution may be. Uh, you could you could do something and maybe you do it really good, but maybe that's not where you need to be putting the focus and attention on. I love that so much. Just bringing more clients to you that are not the proper fit to drive one of those things. <laughs> right. That's Which is why I, I, I'm sorry, BNI, but I can't. It was a complete disaster area for a ton of businesses because it's just, it's crap leads. Getting, right? It's crap yeah. leads, crap clients that want discounts. And then they blow up the business because they don't know how to handle them. They're hiring people. They're not tracking their growth. They have no idea what's happening. Boom. Yeah. It, there's, it's if, you're, if you're a real estate agent or you're selling maybe a, a product that's kind of like of a commodity, mm-hmm. it might work great. Uh, for high-end service-based businesses, mm-hmm. It's really tough unless you just have some aces in your in your chapter, which it's possible. It's possible, but uh, your av- your average chapter or networking group, and that's the challenge with leads. Uh, it's a completely different topic, mm-hmm. but you know that's one of the other things that I talk about without going into it deeply. But just having a really mm-hmm. focused marketing plan to go after your ideal customers. Yeah. If you're doing marketing right now and you're not focusing on a really niche ideal customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really focused marketing. You don't have a, a framework that's showing how you can seamlessly and subtly guide people through the different stages of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be spending a lot more time and money on something that's 
or not giving you the results that you deserve. Oh, so love it. Completely different topic, but it's I see it all the time. People spend a lot of money and time mm -hmm. doing things that like even a networking group. It's great, it's positive, you're getting leads, but yeah, what leads are you getting? Right. And how much time are you spending? It was like a part-time job for me, and I was like, I'm out. I, I calculated just... the math. Two months full time is a, is a commitment to that chapter. And when you run how much your hourly wage is. I was, the, I, I helped with membership and I ran, I was the VP at one point. It was literally months. a part-time <laughs> job. That's three months of a year. It was madness. It's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> We're like, what's B&I? I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, it's a networking group. Um, all right. Kenny, uh, what final question, what is the one thing business owners can do today to increase your growth? I think their growth, but I think I know your answer, but. Oh, oh gosh. Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. The one thing. One thing. They can pick one of these five. I, I would, I would say we it was kind of beating the nail mm -hmm. on the head, but pick one of those metrics. Pick one of those metrics, determine out of the five, which one, if you improve even by a small percentage would have the biggest impact on your bottom line. Don't know what it is. Go to findmyprofits.com, download the free guide, track, calculate it, and then you'll know what it is. Mm -hmm. Then when you just put a little bit of attention to improving it and seeing how that impacts on your bottom line, you perhaps can have a vacation to Mexico. You perhaps can have a new toy to ride your bike around. Yeah. <laughs> you perhaps could just have some extra money to put in pocket to drink coffee on a rainy day mm -hmm. or maybe more. <laughs> yeah. But just pick one thing and then put the attention on it. And that will amplify your business. I love it so much. It, there's the freedom. Mm -hmm. And I, I really kind of feel this. There's freedom in tracking one thing and knowing that it has an impact and what yeah. that impact is. Um, it's a lot easier to do that than just guess. Like yes. once, once you know what it is, it feels pretty free to know. Oh, nope. Not that one. Oh, yep. This one. Nope. Oh, will this one get us to our minimum? Nope. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, it really does help you figure out how to, how to do any of the other things. Pretty amazing. I love it. Kenny, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I know you're quite the busy rockstar professional. Well, you know, I have to take time out to work on my business. This is what I do. This is one of the things I do to do that. So here we are. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> your energy and your brand and what you're doing. So thank you for showing up and contributing, amplifying, okay. and putting that out in the world. I love it. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.